Hey guys, before we get started, thank you so much for tuning into episode one. Now, you're gonna notice something. The audio is gonna sound nice and crystal clear on this little part. That's because we had a little bit of a punk rock DIY audio issue on episode one. So it's all there, you'll still be able to watch it. It just might not sound as crystal clear as this part of the video. But don't worry, episode two is gonna be way better than episode one. <laughs> Unless it's Star Wars, in which case episode two and is wait till what episode four five yeah wait till episode, wait till episode by five episode five empire strikes back this show's gonna be popping thanks guys take care What's up, guys? I'm Alex. And I'm Steve. And this is Black Series Rebels Episode 1. We made it, baby. We did it, dude. We made it. And Jeez. like keeping in Star Wars tradition, this Episode 1 will probably not live up to your expectations. Ooh, ripping Ooh. on the prequels. Already, right out the gate, I'm ripping on the prequels. We already just got like 15 comments like, I'm out. I'm not interested. It's okay. They'll be back. Uh, you guys have been so awesome and so supportive. Like, seriously, this awesome set would not have been possible without you guys buying up pins and following us on Instagram and just allowing us to annoy and badger you to get those pins. Because because of those pins and you guys grabbing them, we were able to do this and have a show not broadcasted from our bedroom. Yeah, so, we are in a hot, sweaty, sweaty, sweaty cubicle in Chatsworth, California. Uh, so if you see us sweating, it's not because we're horrendous sweat monsters that just sweat on Star Wars all day. It's a little hot in here, but we love it. We gotta sweat for the wars, baby. Gotta sweat for the wars. So when, when Steve and I came up for the concept of this show, it was, it really started with the Black Series action figure. It really did, yeah. Yeah, we would go to Toys R Us every Wednesday and Friday, because that's when they would get their trucks. 10 a.m. shipments. 10 a.m. shipments. And we would notice that in L.A. it's impossible to find action figures because yeah. everybody here is obsessed with pop culture and we would go in and we would always notice that there were three guys. There was always three guys and then like a mom with her stroller waiting for Toys R Us to open in the morning. Yeah. And like clockwork, they would buy up all the good figures and I knew those dudes were turning them on on eBay and it would make us so mad. So we thought, let's start a YouTube channel that's like Black Series Robin Hood, where all we do is call out those scalpers and then give all that good loot back to the innocent. The people that deserve the it. The people that deserve the real Star Wars fans. And, of course, like anything, we were like, mm, maybe we don't want to invest all this time into just yeah. calling people out on it's eBay. True. It's true. But the great thing that came from it was the name Black Series Rebels. And so here we are today. Yeah. And we actually did it. The Black Series Rebels. And what I love about this show is I'm a, I'm a comedian in Los Angeles, and I do a lot of shows at like Second City, Nerdist, stuff like that. And, you know, after those shows, I was just talking about Star Wars with Steve on the drive home. I was like, why, why don't we just record this? At least yeah. we can, I guess, we're not being productive, but we could be productive, right? And maybe other people would be into it. And maybe other people would be into it. Uh, my first 
dive into Star Wars, just so you guys get to know us a little bit. I got into Star Wars at a very young age, and I'm not ashamed to admit it, but I got into it because <laughs> my dad, if I was trying to get a toy of something he thought was lame, like Ninja Turtles or, uh, you know, I want the hook sword or something, he'd be like, no, you don't need that. That's a waste of money. However, if I were like, Dad, I want a Star Wars action figure, like, yeah, that's a great movie. That's a cinematic masterpiece. You can get that toy. <laughs> So I would basically pretend to like Star Wars to feed my plastic crack addiction as a young child. And it wasn't until after I had this massive Micro Machine collection that I saw Star Wars for the first time. Which one did you see first? The first one I saw was at A New Hope. I was at my grandmother's house in Tucson, Arizona. She had heated up a bowl of potato chips. I know that sounds weird. Wait, 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 wait. Like, you... Like microwavable potato chips? No, or it's you take kettle cooked original potato chips. Crunch taters. Crunch taters. Throw them in the mic. 15 minutes. But chow Hot potato chips. Don't knock it till you try it. I want to see everybody go home, try it, and then come back in the comment section and say, <laughs> hot potato chips are my shit. That'll they be, gotta be kettle cooked. Yeah, hashtag hot potato chips are my shit, dog. <laughs> that'll be, that'll, that, if, if, if we accomplish nothing, People will know the secret of hot potato chips. Hot potato hot chips. Hot potato chips on my shit. And I remember my, my grandmother would always have uh, these women over, and they would make fake floral arrangements. So they'd take fake flowers, and they'd make beautiful fake floral arrangements. And <laughs> yeah, dude, Plastic flowers. Legit plastic flowers, hot potato chips, watching Star Wars on a shag carpet. That sounds like a perfect Saturday. Perfect Saturday. And I remember I loved, I was like, this movie's incredible. And then this one old woman, I think her name was, uh, I want to say it was Karen. And she just goes, you know there's a second one, and you're not going to believe the ending. <laughs> I remember going... I have to go to Blockbuster right now. And, of course, we hopped in the Buick LeSable. Oh, the LeSable. Hit up that Busters. And ever since I saw Empire Strikes Back, I have been hooked on Star Wars. It has made me pursue a career in film and television, acting, even comedy. Star Wars inspires me comedically, as silly as that sounds. It is such an important part of my life to the point where... Like my, my girlfriend is so sick of hearing about Star Wars. She's probably thrilled that I'm doing this show because I'm going to like get it all out now. No, you're not. No, I'm not. I'm going to go home and no, still talk. Not. I'm like, hey, hun, just talked about Star Wars. Want to hear what we talked about? Watch this episode. Let me know what you thought. <laughs> what about you, man? What was the first time you saw Star Wars? It's funny. Um, my first recollection of Star Wars, actually, my mom in the 70s managed a Toys R Us in the Bay Area in San Jose, California. And my brother's like 13 years older than I. And that year, my mom got him all the original figs and the 12 back and all that stuff. And so when I turned five years old, my brother was in high school. And he basically was like, he probably didn't have money and didn't buy me a gift. But he was, he was like, you know what? I'm going to let this kid play with some toys. And so he sat me down. And I remember it was almost like a man-to-man -man conversation where he's like, listen, these toys are really important to me. But you're turning five now. <laughs> and I think you're ready. Are you ready? Are you ready? And I was like, yeah, I'm ready. What is it? 
and he busts out the all the original figs and like a he had the Jawa sand crawler and all this stuff and and I I'd never seen the movie yet. So I'm just I, picturing him being like, "Are you ready?" And then he just takes Luke's telescoping <laughs> lightsaber and goes bloop, and you were just like. No, that's exactly what happened. Oh, like the lamest, no. the yeah. lamest toy feature ever. But with the little, age, with the little, the little, the little doggy tail on the it, little, you know. The little, I'm the sure little there's double. some proper term out there. I'm sorry, sorry, I don't know all the proper terms. Leave it in the comments. How little we know about vintage stars action figures. Hashtag hop a day to chew on my shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyhow, he busted him out. I fell in love instantly. I created this world in my head based on these figures. And then I actually don't remember the first time I saw Star Wars. It feels like playing with those toys, I automatically had already seen it. Um, but I, I, I do remember the first one I ever owned. And in fact, it's actually here on set. And we were at a Long's Drug Store in the summer, and they had The Empire Strikes Back. And this is my first VHS tape. This is the one. Uh, CBS Fox sighting, you know, and... and this obviously Empire is everyone's favorite. This was my first one, and the one that I watched over and over and over again and memorized. And Empire is my favorite. Um, no, it's not. If you go to our website, you'll see that Steve's favorite Star Wars movie is Attack of the Clones. But he's really upset that there's not enough Sio Bibbles. There's never enough Sio Bibbles. Uh, but that's another story for another time. Steve another loves Sio Bibbles. Um, Go to the website, hashtag SioBibbles for life. SioBibble for life, hashtag hot potato chips are my shit, dog. Well, they are going to be mine soon. But yeah, that's really my first first impressions with Star Wars and my first you know experience with it. And I love Star Wars. And like Alex, I, I moved to L.A. and pursued the acting thing and, and worked behind the scenes in TV. And Star Wars is the one thing besides my blood relatives that has always been in my life and I truly honestly think will continue to be in my life and I think that's the beautiful thing about Star Wars is that it's passed down from generation to generation yeah. and it keeps going and just when you think that's it boom there's more and they may not always be your cup of tea or what you're into but it doesn't matter because that generation is escaping into an, another world and learning about other things and just using their imagination along with these this yeah. awesome, you know, epic. Yeah, you know, it's crazy. Like, I think about what Star Wars means to me, and it's so much bigger than just my favorite movie series. It is summer movies with my dad. It's him taking me to early midnight screenings when the prequels were coming out. I mean, I was only in middle school when Phantom Menace came out, so I have a... I have an interesting connection to that movie because there's a nostalgic quality that I love. I love about the prequels. They really like in a weird way, as much as I hate to admit it, those are my first real experiences of seeing Star Wars in the big screen. And I remember loving it. Now, ever, you know, since growing up, I can recognize that there are some problems and I can look right past those. In fact, I think it's funny. I think it's funny that they're not like, Star Wars is so big to people that there's no way these movies will ever. It's too big to fail. It is too big to fail, dude. And I think about seeing these movies with my mom and my dad. I love that my mom, I have a shirt here from an amazing podcast called Steel Wars. It says, your Snoke theory sucks. I'm sure my sweaties out there have all seen that no Snoke theories, all that stuff. And my mom goes, Snoke, the guy in the chair, 
Like my mom, look, my mom monograms <laughs> and like takes pictures of dogs. That's what she does. She's like Snoke, the guy in the chair. And I think that is what I love about Star Wars. Like I said, it every generation has their own connection to I it. Mean, my mom knows that we're putting on this show. And my mom's like, oh, when's your show? When's it going to happen? What this? And I'm always like, mom, you're not going to be into it. It's about Star Wars. Well, I like Star Wars. I love Star Wars. And it's Wars. true. My mom introduced us all to Star Wars, if you think about it. And she's always taken us there uh, to watch them and, and, and see them. And whenever they were on TV before Steve's we had a Steve's mom just comes days. out from behind yeah, the Steve, set. And she's Steve's like, mom, everybody. Patricia Ellis. Anyways, <laughs> mom, I love you. I hope you're watching. But it's true. It's a generational thing that just keeps going and going. And we're going to be able to pass along to... Maybe our future kids, sure. and, and it just keeps growing. Yeah, so now that you guys know a little bit more about us, uh, we'll start the show legit. Uh, the way this is going to work is we're going to have segments. So the first segment is going to be News for the Week. Hey, Steve, what was in Star Wars news this week? Funny you should ask, Alex. Uh, as a lot of you know, Vanity Fair article uh, and the pictures and everything came out online like a week or two ago. So hot. The Ooh, hotness wow. was real. Those pictures. Those pictures were dope. Those pictures. If you haven't seen those pictures, check out our Instagram. They're on there. Otherwise, you can find it online, I'm sure. There's one Star Wars fan out there that was like, I'm going to check out this up-and-coming Star Wars podcast, but I don't really care what's going on in the world of Star Wars. <laughs> um, but the main thing that a lot of people... Are are clamming, cling, clinging to this week? Uh, yeah. This week again, Hamill was quoted in talking about how he was really bummed out when he read the script of Episode Seven and found out he'd been training and all this stuff to not say a word, and then come to find out when Ryan Johnston came over to his place to show him the script, he really disagreed with the way the direction they were taking his character. Yeah, um, I've heard a lot of opinions on this. And some, some, everyone's got their own opinion. That's great. I have to tell you, Luke Skywalker is my favorite character. I could absolutely care less what Mark Hamill thinks about like what Ryan Johnson is going to do with that script. And I don't mean shade, that like no. Shade. All right, relax. <laughs> like first day out, everyone's like that kid hates Mark Hamill. No, I don't. I have like yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I think I'm, I'm a think I'm a Mark yeah. Hamill fan. But what I, what I mean by that is. It's not his story to tell, right? He connects to Luke because Luke embodies his personality. He's grown up with that character. And he's had decades to, in his mind, develop what he thinks could or could not happen to Luke Skywalker post-Return of the Jedi. And we've all had an Yes, we've all had decades to do that. And that's the unfortunate task that Ryan Johnson has to live up to, which is... I have to do what I think serves the character and serves the story of Luke Skywalker as best I can, despite the expectations, despite what people have been thinking. And that's what I mean by I don't care what Mark Hamill thought Luke should be, because guess what? That's not what it's going to be. So we might as well get on board with Ryan Johnson's opinion. As you say all the time. In Ryan, we trust. In Ryan, right? we trust, baby. In Ryan, we trust. I, I looked into that dude's eyes at Celebration. I looked him right in the eyes, and he looked at me like, I got you, bro. And I looked at him, and I was like, you're Ryan Johnson. You are Ryan Johnson. 
And then he kind of awkwardly signed my badge and said, all right, next, go. next guy. <laughs> but my favorite part, Ryan Johnson, I love you, bro. You have an ill-fitting blazer. <laughs> He's oh, wearing the most Again, shade. <laughs> shade on Ryan Johnson, shade on Mark Hamill. I think, look, I think this is a ridiculous thing that everyone's getting up in arms about. I think that Hamill, it's probably the third time Hamill has said this. I love Hamill, but honestly, Hamill can't really tell us anything. Yeah. So That's the other thing, too. He could just be like, I have nothing to talk about because I can't talk about anything. Yeah. Man, I was really surprised with uh, what they did for Luke, and everyone's like, Burning down their houses, yeah. just panicking. Look, so, no matter what, there's going to be a ton of people that aren't happy. There's going to be a ton of people that are stoked on it. There's going to be a ton of people who, who, frankly, don't care. Yeah, and I mean, I think one of the big, the big things that's really sticking out to people, obviously, is the last line of the Last Jedi trailer. Right? It says, "It's time for the Jedi to end." There's yes. one thing I know for sure: it's time for the Jedi to end. Now. I'm of the opinion that that line probably happens in the first seven minutes of the movie. So I'm not really raising this like this flag of panic, like they're going to kill off the Jedi and they're going to stop, like stop having Jedis and Star Wars. I think it's more, I mean, we've, we've talked about this. I sort of think my bad elevator pitches, and I haven't read any spoilers, so relax. This is all speculation. This isn't like I've read something and I'm ruining it. I believe that... You know, Daisy said, you meet your heroes and sometimes they don't live up to your expectations. She said that at Celebration. Sure. And what I sort of think is going to happen is she's going to show up meeting Luke thinking he's going to train me to be a Jedi. But what's really going to end up happening, bad executive pitch, is she's going to teach Luke to be a Jedi again. I think he's fallen from... The Jedi Order, mm -hmm. psychologically and mentally. Nothing but bad has come Nothing from Nothing but bad. His, um, yeah, I mean, look, like, that's the other thing. Like, we think Luke's going to just be this golden child, no. right? Like, what? Aunt and uncle. Burned up. Gone. Dad. Worst person in the universe ever. Hand. Gone. Hand. Gone. Yeah. Like, kissed his sister and didn't know it. Gross. Like, come bro. on, bro. Chatsworth. Chatsworth. That's some straight Chatsworth Chatsworth yeah. stuff, Lucas. That is. But I mean, I don't know. I think you're onto something. Finish your thought though. But that's one thing. And so I what I'm not panicking about Luke not being a Jedi in that movie. He just he's gotta grow. He's gotta grow back into it. If he's been, you know, pulling a straight hermit on that island for a while. Just kind of greasing it up, looking at the ocean, listening to some, you know, some the Star Wars equivalent of Bon Iver, just like, don't you cherish me to sweep? And he's just like, oh, he's like floating with the force, just like, I just want to be alone. And then, of course, it's like, this girl comes off the ship that yeah. his best friend used to have. And Homie's he's like, in retirement. And, and he's like, she's like, here. Have this thing yeah. that you were told was given to you by your father, but really it was taken from your father while he was burning to death on a lava yeah. planet. So let's all just take a breather. It's all good. In Ryan, I trust. In Mark, I really trust. Absolutely. I really love Mark Hamill. Please, you can now delete your comment where you're like, Alex called out Mark Hamill. He's an idiot. Star Wars, sue that man. It's funny. I just want to add one little thing yeah. in, in talking. When you were talking about... Um, you know, he's over there, he's chilling, he's doing his thing, he's like, 
Mr. Wilson hanging out, and all of a sudden Dennis the Menace shows up and is yeah. like, "Mr. Wilson," and he's like, "Good damn it!" That was the original. That was I Ryan just, Johnson's yeah. original pitch. That's I, I, why I, Mark Hamill is like. But, but really quickly, my theory is is I think he's gonna be like, "You need to go. I got nothing to teach you." And she's literally stubborn and is not going to leave and kind of starts to kind of train herself. But she's kind of like a little kid, like lost in the wind, not knowing what she's doing. And like, that's why the rocks are floating and all this stuff. And finally, Luke's Luke's going to be like, like, you're doing it wrong. Exactly. You're doing it wrong. Can you imagine if that's a pitch? Like, she's like, well, fine. And she's just like standing on a cliff, (laughs) swinging her say around. And Luke just like peeks around a rock and he's like. Yeah, it's just like the old man and the little kid in Up. It's just like finally he's just gonna have to accept it and go on the adventure. Yeah. So we'll uh, say, okay, you call now. If that's what happens, if that's what happens, we will make T-shirts with Grumpy Luke with like a big (laughs) beer belly that just says, "You're doing it wrong." Copyright. All right. What else happened in the news? All right. Next thing in the news is the other thing in the variety thing. Real quick is Benicio del Toro's character name. Uh, DJ? DJ. What, what do you think that means? I think it means exactly what it sounds like. A lot of people think it's Dark Jedi. You think it's Space DJ? I think he's a Space DJ. What? That's not true. I think he's probably... he's. I, I would be surprised if he's not a villain. He's got to be on he's the gotta, sketchier well, side of things. Well, there was a thing also this week where Pablo Hidalgo was at like a, a con somewhere, and there's been a lot of mis- things that have misconstrued about what he said, but one of the things he did say was is do not... I wouldn't trust Benicio and uh, Laura, uh, Laura, Dern. Dern, Laura Dern's playing uh, Vice Admiral uh, Holdo, I think the yes. name is. Uh, and suppo- supposedly we're not supposed to trust She's got trust that, that purple hair, which is very in right now. Very so, in. I mean, I was a little like, Laura Dern's looking straight up Silver Lake. A little bit. And if you guys don't know Silver Lake, that's basically Brooklyn, but a little dirtier. Uh, all right, so Vanity Fair was popping. Vanity, was Fair, Vanity Fair yep. was popping. Uh, the next thing that we had going on was the um, Ryan recently. Ryan Johnson also on Twitter. Um, I think a fan or someone was asking him about what he, uh, how much input did Lucasfilm, you know, make, mm. you know, give him, or or did he have yeah. to abide by, or vice versa? And forgive me, I I don't know the full quote, but basically he kind of said that no, I mean I walked in and. I kind of just, they left me alone. I mean, he's the sole writer on yeah. this one. Episode 7 had what, J.J., Michael Arndt, Lawrence Kasdan. Yeah. You know, I think I per- a lot of people are worried because it feels like, uh-oh, there's no roadmap when they hear that. That's, first of all, you, they have a story group for a reason, yeah. to help the stories. I'm going Lucas didn't year. have a roadmap. I mean, <laughs> Lucas, Luke, I mean, Lucas had an idea, yeah. but let's be real. Lucas, Lucas didn't think that Luke and Leia were going to be sisters. He, he changed that yeah. while they were filming. So yeah. I, again, like we said, in Ryan we trust. Like, I looked in that dude's eyes. That dude's got a great story to tell. I, again, I'm throwing it out there, and you hate it when I say this. Guys, I think Last Jedi could be... A good Star Wars movie. There you go. A good Star there Wars movie. That's not what he has said behind the camera. It's what I'm going to say here, though. Good. I like that you've tempered the expectations. Hashtag, so. hot potato chips are my shit. Hashtag, in Ryan we trash. Hashtag, grumpy Luke. Grumpy Luke. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next thing up on news that we have today. Uh, there was a leak. A Lego leak. leak. Lego leak that Don't happened worry. this week or last week again. Don't worry. We're not going to show any pictures. There's not nope. going to be any spoilers or anything. 
Um, we don't suppose, have the technology yeah, to do that. Yeah, we don't have the technology to do that, and we can't <laughs> afford an editor to do that. But uh, supposedly it shows um, Snoke in whatever form he's going to look like yeah. differently from what we've already seen him. And what looks and like what, what evil yeah. BB-8. There's what appears to be like an evil BB-8 or an evil droid now, uh, which if you if you read the, the comics, the Vader comics, there is an evil sort of R2. I forget his name. I've read it, but... I think he's B2. Something. And then, uh, There's like a bad black 3 PO or dark 3 PO. I think or he's B, he's B2, and then it's uh, triple zero. It's the, the, the bad 3 PO. Yeah. Don't worry, you guys are going to no correct worry. us in the comments. Yeah, please correct us in the comments yeah. with hashtag hot potato chips on my shit, dog. <laughs> uh, I think this is super cool. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to lie. If BB 8 throws down with an evil BB 8, that will be a bigger deal, I bet. Then Luke throwing down. If but Luke throws what down. if BB-8's actually a plant? What if BB-8 himself is actually evil? They just like grab some spray paint and they're like, "He looks too nice and cute. What do we do?" <laughs> oh my god, he looks so evil. I don't know. I think I think we haven't seen an evil droid at least in the cinematic universe of this whole thing. The I, only evil droid I can think of, and because he scared me when I was a kid, is in Jabba's palace. He's like. You will do quite nicely, that sure, guy. And yes. then, then there's the little gonk who's like, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. I remember as a kid, I was like, droids don't feel anything. So but you I felt it. I did. I felt for gonky. So, uh, so evil droid. That that sounds really interesting. I could get behind that. You seem to be yeah. like you get behind it. Uh, the other thing, uh, Warwick Davis is in Han Solo. Yay! He's in every Star Wars. He's Star Wars. the Star Wars good luck charm since Jedi. So, good for him. We love Warwick. I love Willow. And uh, the next thing that we have to talk about, um, we kind of talked about our fandom earlier. Yeah. And sort of it's a generational thing and it moves, you know, from yeah. generation to generation. It's for everyone. Men, women, children, grandparents. Yeah. All ages. Uh, recently there was a big hubbub regarding screenings at the Alamo Draft House in New York for doing screenings of Wonder Woman. I know it's not Star Wars, but there was a big hubbub because they decided to do all-female screenings for a Wonder whop- Woman. A whopping two, two screenings. screenings of a movie of a female superhero that, quite frankly, has taken 75 years to get to the, sc- the big screen. So well, a lot of people took issue with that. Uh, one gentleman in particular um, took took a real big issue with that on, yeah. on social media and Twitter, and it kind of started this thing to when all of a sudden he called out saying Star Wars was ruined when they decided to make females the lead characters. Yeah, and Ryan Johnson had a brilliant response, which was just Carrie Fisher doing... And that's what okay. we have to say to that guy. Yeah. We're not going to get preachy here, but... Yeah. You know, this is our first episode, and it's really important to us that Star Wars is for everybody, and... Everybody can love it, and we would really love to build a positive community around this show. So if you're going to bring that noise around here, I mean, hashtag hot potatoes are my shit dog, and hashtag see you later, because yeah. we're for everybody doing it. And honestly, man, that dude's just wrong. Like, yeah. He's just wrong. Star Wars is leading the way in diverse casting, in stories for everybody, and honestly, that's what makes it so great. I love that my girlfriend can look on the screen and see a character that she relates to as much as I related to Han Solo. Or that a little kid can see Riz Ahmed and go, oh my gosh, I could be in Star Wars. That's 
Donnie Yen. You know, yeah, dude, like, Donnie Yen. Like, first of all, if you haven't seen Ipmon and Ipmon 2 and Ipmon 3... I still haven't. Bros, dudes and dudettes, you need to catch that Ipmon action. Because if you thought... Is your foot all right? If you thought that was hardcore, him pumping on stormtroopers, being like, I'm one with the force, the fourth is with me, you need to see Ipmon. Because Ipmon will blow yo mine which brings us to our shout outs shout outs you know uh we'll do things periodically when we discover things that you know surprised us or we weren't really aware of that we thought were dope um i recently um on star wars 40th birthday mm-hmm. i went to a screening in north hollywood of a independent film called uh 52577 uh it was forgive me it was directed by um Patrick Reed Johnson, sorry. It was directed by Patrick Reed Johnson. Again, the movie's called 52577. It stars John Francis Daly. You might recognize him as Sam Weir from Freaks and Geeks. Geeks. Uh, he's also the co-writer of the new Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. Um, his dad works out at my gym. What? It's dope. Get it's your dope. pump on. Get yeah, his, his on. dad, too. The funny thing is his dad pops up in all his stuff, and I recognized him from Freaks and Geeks. And I had no idea that he was, that his, was dad. his dad. And I was like, hey, man, I saw you on Freaks and Geeks. Like, yeah, dude, that's my kid. And that's awesome. I was just like, like smoothie slowly comes <laughs> up. That's pretty cool, man. That's awesome. What was it like being the dad of the kid of maybe the coolest sitcom ever? That's awesome. But you liked the movie, huh? The movie was great. It, it, it uh, Real quick, it, it basically, it's, it's, it's an ode to, it's a tribute to Star Wars fans but film fans and especially following your dreams. And it's actually based on the director's um, real experiences in real life. Um, I'll just say this. He's legitimately the first Star Wars fan. Uh, so Patrick Reed Johnson, man, great job. I loved your film. Everybody, go check out 52577. I'm sure it's online somewhere. Eventually, video on demand. Go check it out. I Dope. thought it was great. Dope. So. Yeah, my shout-out this week is, I talked about them earlier, it's a Steel from Steel Wars. Uh, you can grab one of these awesome Your Snoke Theory Suck shirts. Uh, he's a dope podcast. Uh, he was based out of Australia, and now he's back, I believe, Melbourne, I think. Yeah, I'm, he's local now. Yeah, though, he's right? local now, I think. So hopefully we can get him on the show and talk a little bit about his experiences with Star Wars. Uh, it's a great comedic look at Star Wars. That's what I love about it. And I don't know how this dude pulls it, he gets dope interviews. He had Daisy. He had Kathleen Kennedy. He had Ryan Johnson. And you know what? You met him at Celebration, right? I did. He's a dope dude. I met him in the Making Star Wars guys. They're all super cool. He's a part of the Making Star Wars network. Um, that's a whole great network to support. You've got Rebel Girl, the yeah. Making Star Wars. Now this is podcasting. Uh, and Steel Wars. They're all great shows. We are not a part of the network. We're not. We're just fans. We're just fans. Yeah. And we wanted to... This is a good opportunity for us to show love to the other people that are doing Star Wars stuff. So, that brings us to our next segment, which is Toy Reviews. Alright guys, this is our first toy review, and you know we are reviewing the oh-so-minty-fresh Black Series 40th Anniversary Wave 2. Now, I know one guy in this room. I know I love them, but I know one guy in this room that really loves them. Steve, do you know a guy in this room that really loves these? Me? I love these figs. I love these card backs. I just, it's all about the packaging. This is toy packaging at its absolute finest. Mm -hmm. And I can remember being a kid back in the day 
at comic book shops, seeing the original toys in their original card backs, priced for obscene amounts back then. And I could never afford them. And I just used to go and I used to just stare at them. They were like pieces of art to me. And to me, these could come with no figs in them. And I would just put them on my wall yeah, like a piece of art. And for I just, sure. I love them. I do put them on my wall like a piece of art. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Guys, I have a big wall full of Black Series. Let's go down the line, man. Let's talk right there with the Troopster. Yeah. This is a this is a re-release. So they did this Trooper already in the black with the orange card. The original. So the original black orange, which, as you can see... That's the card back we like the best. Uh, we've got 3PO, which is another reissue, but originally he was a Walgreens exclusive. It's true. So now he's a little easier to get if you weren't able to find one. It's true. I'm a little nitpicky with this one, though. Please tell me why. Because he's not shiny. Okay. He's not shiny. He's kind of dull. Like, okay. like 3PO, like I get it. He'll flake. I understand why. No, that's, do, you know, do, do you know why they don't do it? Why? Because metal backing is horrible for the environment. Oh. Yeah, so that's why they don't do it anymore. It actually is super bad for the ozone. Wow. Making those something. like super, because it's Captain they, Planet. They're not painted. Okay. It's a chemical process. So they like spray it and heat it, but it creates a bunch of chemicals in the air. So that's why now most of your 3PO's, like, they're not going to be like that old school micro machine yeah. 3PO head. Or the, one. I mean, don't get me wrong, that looks so minty fresh. It's so good. When he's gold. So how do they paint, paint him gold in the movie? That's metal, dude. All right, all right, moving on. It's Forget metal. it. I'm silly. Moving on. I Steve just did a bit. Steve just did a bit. <sighs> I didn't do a bit. Wait, hold on. Let's hold it. Look, I got a new hashtag for us. Hashtag Steve just did a bit. It was a good bit. We've got, um, of course, we've got this guy. I don't want to bump, like, bump my mic, but it's like... The dude. sand guy, man. Sand people. Tuscan Raiders. This might be... This is a brand new fig for this wave. This might be the best one. I, this one might... I, I'll, I'll tell you, this one's not my favorite one, but it's the best one. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you guys can see he's got, like, some dope cloaks, cloak action going on. Lots of really cool detail. Yeah. It's, a, it's a mix of soft good and yeah. hard good, which this is one, cool. This one's definitely gotten the soft good portion of it, in my opinion, correct. Yes. Because I've had an issue with... Luke and Leia. I, I, they, they really haven't done a too a good a job, in my opinion. Oh, sorry. They haven't really done a too good of a job, and this right here takes the cake. This right you, here you're is feeling, the you're best. Feeling, I'm feeling it. Uh, I got to tell you, I think guy next to him might be my boy. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, did he? Dude, I love this Jawa. I do wish you got two. I know that you didn't get two in the original yeah. pack, but um, I have I have a, an affinity for the old two pack Power of the Force two in. Uh, I love the Jawa. Also, my my text tone has been Utini for for like for like seven years. So the funny thing is, my girlfriend had never seen Star Wars until I showed it to her, and when the Jawa went oh 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 Utini, she looked at me like, "That's where that's from." That's your ringtone. Is that dude with the glow, like the little, the little boy with the glowy red eyes? Because I don't know why. I don't assume Jawas are adults. By the way, I think they're children. Really? Yeah. When I look at a Jawa this day, I just psychologically go, they're like children. They're like. <laughs> but like what? You like ten years old? Twelve? Like years I think old. they're like six. 
like gel, like they're 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 like the Lost Boys and Peter Pan. They they kind of roam around in their sand crawler, snatching up droids, selling I them back. I think you might have just broken stumbled it. upon the next anthology film. <laughs> just call it just, just call, call it Utini, a Star Utini. Wars story. And but but it's just like. It's like that movie Hugo by Martin Scorsese. It's like one like lonely Jawa and Mos Eisley like looking over and he just ooh, 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 teeny. Oh man, that would be so fresh. We of course got probably it's not his fault. It's not his fault. <laughs> Can we just leave it at that? It's not his fault. It's not his fault. He's just the death it's squad. A dude with a big old dome helmet and Sia head? head? He's got Sia hair. He is. That's where she got the inspiration for. <laughs> She's just doing the Death Squad, okay. Commander. All right. So I think that's it for Toy Review. Let's see what we got next time. This is the part of the show where we would normally have a guest on and we would interview them about what they love about Star Wars. Now, because this is episode one, we would hope we're interesting enough for you guys to want to get to know us. Right, Steve? I hope so. So I've put together something... Super, super nerdy. Super nerdy. Uh, hey, Steve. Yeah, Alex? Have you ever watched Inside the Actors Studio? Oh, boy, have I? No, really. Have you watched Inside the Actors Studio? I have watched it. I was a bigger fan before it turned into interviewing Martin Lawrence about Big Mama's house. No offense. I love Martin Lawrence, but anyways... Did you just say you like the old stuff of Inside the Actor's Studio? The way someone would be like, I like Rancid's old stuff, or I like U2's old stuff? You just said you like James Lipton's old stuff. Yeah, man. You know? What can I say? I'm a real, that rock, is, I'm a real rock on tour. That is the worst thing that will ever be said. I like the Inside the Actor's Studio old stuff. Trust me, it's not the worst nope. thing. So I've put together what's called, I call it, the Star Wars Pivo Questionnaire. So at the end of Inside the Actor's Studio, they would ask the actor uh, a series of questions. And I've sort of themed them uh, around Star Wars so you guys can get to know a little bit about what we love and what really gets us going about Star Wars. And this is also, we will ask our guests this. So they will, all the guests that come on will get asked this same questionnaire. Great. And uh, what we would love it, if you guys want to answer any of these questions, just comment in our comment section and tell us what your answers would be. Cool? Let's take question number one. Steve, what do you got? Uh, question number one, my friend, is what is your favorite Star Wars movie? Okay. So I think we can do this one at the same time. You ready? Ready? One, one two, two, three... Empire Strikes Back. Easy, easy peasy. Obviously, that is the crown jewel of the Star Wars universe. In my opinion, I just think, I mean, from start to finish, it still gets me stoked. It makes me sad. It makes me laugh. It laughs so much. Dude, you laugh so much in that movie. Yeah. It's amazing. Like, dude, I was watching that Yoda scene. When you first meet Yoda... That's hilarious. Oh, and he's chewing on that little cookie biscuit. Dude, thing. when he's going through the food, like, dude, he's just like tapping on the food, like, mm, 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 mine, mine, mine. Dude, that's that is such funny comedic yeah. acting by Frank Oz. And honestly, you know, one of one of my favorite uh, Star Wars talk shows is Jedi Council. Yeah. And Christian Harloff will always say that Frank Oz is the reason why Star Wars is a thing. Because oh, if, if he 
messes up Yoda, that movie doesn't work. Yeah. And Empire Strikes Back is not the movie that we know and love today. Oh. So, Frank Oz. Thank you. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, Empire Strikes Back, for sure. Yeah. All right, question number two for you I've got is, what is your favorite Star Wars prequel? It's Phantom Menace. Yeah, I'll mine. say it. I'll say Phantom Menace, and I'll say this. Uh, I walked out of the Phantom Menace, cut school, get tickets, the whole deal, did the whole thing, was super, in, like everybody was ready for it, and I walked out a little confused, and over years, everybody sort of poo-poo on them, and, and I'm right there with you. I, but I will say, in re-watching them and re-watching them, I do notice things about the Phantom Menace that I, I, I appreciate. Um, yeah. There, there is some horrendous dialogue and, and other things in it, but... Um, yeah, I, I'll have to say The Phantom Menace. Dude, I'm right there with you. My favorite Star Wars prequel is hands down The Phantom Menace. It A close second is Revenge of the Sith. I like a lot of Revenge of the Sith, but I, I just... Revenge of the Sith is, Sith is tough for me because I think that the third act, I've always kind of like... I laugh more than I get emotionally affected. And that maybe that's because I'm just like... Don't underestimate my powers. Like, that stuff just kills me. I think it's so funny. Like, don't try it, Anakin. Don't try it. And he's, like, flying around. Like, But there's something about Phantom Menace, and maybe it is a little bit of nostalgia because that's the first real Star Wars experience. That was, yeah, that was our first yeah, experience. Yeah, and, like, there's some stuff I love. I, I mean, think... it starts off right away with the, the Jedis. Like, when, when Obi-Wan and Luke, and, uh, sorry, Luke, when Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon are on the uh, Trade Federation ship, am I yeah. right about that? And they're fighting all the uh, battle droids and all that, that that's yeah. going on. Like, that was exciting. That was like, oh my god, we're finally seeing Jedi's like do it for the first time. And it's it's different, right? It yeah. was like, oh, this okay, this is gonna be different mm -hmm. Star Wars. And then it you know, this is maybe taking it too far, but I think the prequels a lot of the intention there was maybe to have a bit of a Shakespearean quality to them. Oh, absolutely. And whether it's successful or not is you know that's another episode, but it you can see it like the the gem is there and Phantom Menace like it's and I think the other prequels suffer because of the response to Phantom Menace. I think there's an overcorrection there. Interesting, but that's just my opinion. Okay, cool. So Phantom Menace favorite prequel. Duel of Fades. Duel of Fades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, right. next question is, what do we oh. have here? Oh, I'm skipping one here. All right. Hey, Alex, what turns you on about Star no. Wars? No, wrong no. one? No. Oh. <laughs> oh, sorry. My bad. Hey. Star Wars. Star Wars. Yeah. What is your least favorite Star Wars movie? Hands down, my least favorite Star Wars movie is Attack of the Clones. I think Attack, like, I'm not even going to be, I'm not even going to be nice here. Like, I'm going to be... But when that poster came out with the two of them I don't, and, like, facing I don't, their way, it was, like, we were so... It was so promising. I don't give a shh what that poster looked like. Let me tell you a little something about my opinion of Attack of the Clones. This is, like... I know I've, I may seem a little like I'm a grumpy guy. I'm not. No, I love Star Wars. I'm grumpy guy. He's grumpy. I love Star Wars. I'm a little snarky, but I love Star Wars. I think Attack of the Clones is the most painful two and a half hours you can almost sit through of any blockbuster movie. I think it is the worst 10 minutes ever put on film, which is that 
that cafe scene oh, the 1950s cafe. Oh my cafe. gosh. Obi-Wan. Oh my god, dude. Dude, I can't take I I, I don't want to get I don't want to bring down the show. Mm. I'm just going to say like also too like I don't like Yoda with a lightsaber. Mm-mm. I hate I it. I hate it. The place went bananas when Yoda lit up that lightsaber, but then I think after it happened everyone went Oh wait. It was kind of just cool knowing Yoda was so badass that he didn't need to a show it. Yeah. yeah. What's your least favorite Star Wars? It's movie? Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones. Same it's reasons. A lot of the same reasons. Again, I kind of mentioned that poster earlier. I remember when that poster dropped with uh, Anakin and Padme and looking opposite directions. You were like, it was oh. just like it had this promise, and and it, there was something about it where we were like, it's gonna be like Empire. It's gonna be like Empire. I think everybody and I think, it just yeah. it, 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 and we also held on hope that it was like it's gonna be better than than Phantom Menace because we we really kind of crapped on Jake Lloyd on Phantom Menace and it which was, was a little kid so and it so unfair. was not it so was not his fault. But I'll even go on record and I'll say I don't think it was Hayden's fault in Attack of the Clones. Again, th- these are all great conversations yeah. for another show, yeah. but I I don't think it's any of the actors' fault and I don't think it's. The writing's fault. I don't think it's the, you know, the overuse of CGI. I, I think it's what it what it is is it's a it's a, a perfect storm, of issues coming together, that, was inevitable. And what Disney is benefiting from was they have all this backstory to basically go. Okay, we know what works and what doesn't work, yeah. and now we're gonna push forward in the direction we feel most fans want. And again. I'm a prequelist, man. I love them. I do love them, but I, I can easily say Attack of the Clones is rough. I still love it, but it is rough. I'm right there with you. Pat. All right, Steve, what turns you on about Star Wars? What turns me on about Star Wars? Um, I'm going to say something really cheesy. I'm going to say hope. Yeah. I'm going to say it, it really taught me growing up that, you know, no matter what, no matter what obstacles, your dad could be the worst person in the universe. No matter what, yeah. um, there's always hope to hold on to, and always a, a better and brighter tomorrow to uh, to look forward to. That is super cheesy and no, super not. lame, but honestly, at the end of the day, that's what it's about for me. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't know if my answer is much farther off from that, but what I really love about Star Wars is, I mean, there's so much that turns me on about Star Wars, but the big thing I think is. It's like a club. It is. It's like a huge community of people that are like, I get it. I get why you would build this set. Mm-hmm. I get why you would take time to talk about this franchise. It's, I like sports, but it's like my sports. Like, it's not Star Wars, though. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think that the community is great. I think that, I mean, just... The design, the world, like you, you know me. I'm mm-hmm. big into like imagination when creating. I like things that take big risks, and Star Wars to me is at its best when it's taking big risks, and that's why I'm so excited for the Last Jedi because I think Ryan Johnson is a filmmaker that takes risks. One hundred percent. So I'm so stoked. In Ryan, we trust. In Ryan, we trust. Hashtag. Hot potato chips are my da- my jam, <laughs> dog. In Ryan, we trust. Uh, Alex, who, or I'm sorry, what is your, what is your favorite line in Star Wars? My favorite line in Star Wars is 
my you know cheesy like the hope thing i, I absolutely love the line uh, luminous beings we are not some crude matter and it's not because i'm a religious guy or i buy into this idea of the force or buddhism or whatever the reason why I love that line is I remember when I had just moved to L.A., uh, they had, 2004, they released the trilogy for the first time on DVD. Mm. Remember that, that silver Absolutely. set? With, they had the Luke holding the saber up, and it was, like, embossed on, like, the silver. Oh, yeah. And I went to a, like, a, a local record store out in uh, Claremont, Claremont Colleges, and there was a guy that put stuff out early, and he had put it out, like, a week early, and I was like, oh, my gosh. He has Star Wars out a week early. Grabbed it. I remember I went home and I binged him on DVD for the first time. And that came on. And I was uh, 18 at the time. And that was probably my first time watching the original trilogy. And maybe like, because you know, it didn't have it on DVD. Like I didn't pop mm-hmm. it in on VHS. And that hit me. And I remember going, this movie is, it's a lot more than what you think it is as a kid. And I think that line kind of encompasses that. What's your favorite line? Laugh it up, fuzzball. You like you just like Hanisms. I you know it, there's there's a cynicism about about Han. Yeah, uh, he's a realist in my opinion. Yeah, um, and you know he's full of sarcasm. And there's only one person, well, two that really can call him out on it. And I there's something about those exchanges with Leia and yeah. Han and Chewie. And yeah, those that's just Han's my boy. All right. Well, that answers the next question. Who's your favorite Star Wars character? Um, it's, it's like everybody, Boba Fett. It is Boba Fett? I yeah. thought it was going to be Han Solo. I mean, Han Solo, yeah, but the moment Boba Fett came on screen, that, the design of that dude's suit, I mean, Joe Johnston just nailed it, and I've just always been drawn to it, like everybody else in the world, but if we had to pick a... No, you pick you know, Boba Fett. Yeah, it's Boba. It. Uh, I can tell you, hands down, my favorite character is Luke Skywalker. I know everybody else probably says that, but I like Bespin Luke specifically. Oh, Bespin Luke. Bespin Luke is like, it's just something about Bespin Luke I've always really dug. I like Jedi Luke too, and I have a feeling I'm going to really like Grumpy Luke. Grumpy Luke. <laughs> I think Grumpy Luke is going <laughs> to, hashtag Grumpy Luke. Grumpy Luke. What was it that he's going to say to Ray? You're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. Grumpy Luke's going to peek. I'm like, oh, you're doing it wrong. Doing that it all dude, wrong. You're doing it all wrong. Yeah. I'll teach you. Give me that lightsaber back. Uh, what Star Wars character do you hate? I'm not going to say Jar Jar. You know what? I'm going to say it. I hate Wadu. Oh. I But I love to hate Wadu, but I hate Wadu. It's what are you going to do? Nah. Yeah. Like, it's just his, like, yeah, he's, it's, uh, I don't even need to say Okay, what's, what character don't you like from the original trilogy or the new ones to avoid us both saying prequel? I don't like Uncar Platt. Okay, Uncar Platt. Yeah, he's kind of... I don't like Uncar Platt, and I understand why they did it, and I appreciate that... You he's know, like he's half CG, half uh, practical. He's like Poser Jabba. I don't even think it's that. There, there's a lot of the design in the Force Awakens of the aliens and stuff that, for me, I just I'm pure OG trilogy, and there's something about the design in them that, cool. Yeah, it's just not for me. Uh, no question, my least favorite character is Dexter Jester, <laughs> the, the guy who owns that 1950s cafe in Attack of the Clones. I. I hate him. I hate the design. I hate his restaurant. I think he's lame. He's the worst. Like, Ewan makes those prequels, and even he 
can't save. He can't save. He's like poor Ewan McGregor. He, dude, I guarantee you, after that scene was done, Ewan probably went up, called his agent, and was like, "Dude, I just shot a scene in 1950s Star Wars diner. This yeah, is the worst mullet. This is the and and I they they clearly they clearly digitally placed his beard on his face in that scene. Go back and watch it. Really, I'm convinced. Hashtag Star Wars conspiracy theories. They photoshopped his beard in that scene. Look, it's hashtag floating. the beard is weird. Uh, okay. Uh, if you could have any job in the Star Wars universe, what would it be? Sanitation. Really? <laughs> Not like you would want that job? No, probably. I mean, yeah, why not? All right, you would work sanitation. I, I would, would want to be an X-Wing pilot. I would want to throw on the, the, the flight suit, fly around. I would say Jedi, but I look weird in robes. I'm not a robe guy. I don't know. I've seen a picture of you as a young lad in a Jedi robe. Yeah, my mom shouts to my mom who made a Luke Skywalker costume when you could not find Luke Skywalker. It's basically just a karate gi, like, dirty up. Mom like, knocked it out of the park. Karate gi, and then, like, we took a normal, like, a, just a sword, like a toy sword, and she painted it blue. And I remember my teacher's like, you're Luke Skywalker? That's tight, man. Um, okay. Which profession would you not want to do? Sanitation. No. Kidding. <laughs> yeah. That's terrible. Bad bit. Uh, I would not want to be a clone. I would not want to be a stormtrooper. Well, yeah, you're going to get killed. Yeah, no, I'm good. You're terrible at your job and you're yeah. going to get killed? Yeah. No. I can tell you what job I would hate. Hmm. I would not want to work in Dexter Jetster's cafe. I would shoot myself in the head with a DL-44. I would rather go to karaoke with all of the Gungans Ooh. after they've been drinking. I forgot about the Gungans. I, dude, I'm telling. I would, I would want, I would take an entire movie of Gungans if I could cut out really that 1950s diner scene. Dude, I'm telling you, Jar Jar walks by Dexter and goes, "Dude, you ruined Star Wars." <laughs> Flat out, Jar Jar and Captain Tarples is like Dexter's whack. Like Captain Tarples, Boss Nuss, and Jar Jar, they pull a Forrest Gump on Dexter at like at Crafty. Dexter walks by and they're like. Can't sit with us. We are too bit. Misa, Misa don't like you, Dexter. Oh, yeah, no, and Dexter's man. like pulling up his pants, and he's like, mm, George, I just gotta go home. And then he's like, Jawa no. coffee. Yeah, what is it called? Yeah, he gets a cup of Jawa juice. <laughs> so stupid. Smoke some death sticks. Death sticks is death sticks is like the Godfather compared to that scene. What? You want to get some death sticks? I would. T- that is like. That's Oscar-worthy compared to that 1950s diner scene. Okay, Okay, last question. All right. Number 10? Yeah, number 10. If Darth Vader had just cut off your hand and you were hanging from from the Cloud City Bridge, what would you like to hear Darth say to you besides... So I'm hanging. You're hanging. You're there. And he says... He told me you killed him. No. I am your father. Okay, so he's going to say something other than that? If he, yeah, what else would he say? Okay, so I would be like, oh, he told me you killed him. And then he would stop and he would look around. He'd be like, no, Alex. One day, you will like Star Wars so much that you will build a set in Chatsworth and make a show all about Star Wars. And I would go, 
no, never. I will never be that lame. I will never be that nerdy. And he, I would, I would drop down to the pit. I would fall down the little tube, land on the Millennium Falcon, and Leia would be like, what do you say? And I'd be like, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. I, you really thought this one out. I really got I, I wrote the questionnaire. I've had that planned out. Okay. All right, All right. Steve. Darth Vader, your hand's cut off. My hand's he, cut off. He says, Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father. And you say, Yippee! <laughs> That's our show, everybody. Thank, Thank you so you much so for much. tuning in. Catch us next week for episode two.